0: Hello and welcome to Horizon Radio. I'm your host, Colin Flynn. Earlier this month, the Horizon Smart Factory 2020 event was held at the new state-of-the-art Horizon Innovation Park. The event consisted of a socially distanced in-person show for domestic customers and English language shows held twice daily for our international clientele. The event also showcased new solutions from Horizon, including the 4 plant Perfect Binder BQ500, 3-side trimmer HT300, N-sheet and gauze feeder units for case-bound book production, a loose-sheet book block feeder to streamline perfect binding, a roll-fed saddle stitcher, stitch liner Mark 5, and much, much more. If you were unable to attend the event, but would like to view recordings, Contact your local Horizon dealer to receive the video links. Horizon has been working closely with American company Spencer Metrics to integrate the Horizon line of finishing solutions into their total factory analysis software. What sets Spencer Metrics apart from other developers is their focus on capturing and analyzing the way operators work with machines. That type of data allows managers and owners to streamline their production flow and get the most out of their investments last week I sat down with Spencer Metrics to learn more.
1: Uh, So this is Vishal Sahai. I am the Executive Vice President at Spencer Metrics. And uh, Spencer Metrics is a data analytics company. We uh, provide a system that Collects data in real time automatically from various devices. This platform is typically for the printing and package manufacturing industry.
0: I'm not too familiar with IT, with software and all of those things. How is that being received in the printing industry right now? I, I think it's my belief that a lot of people are still kind of stuck in the stone ages when it comes to data collection. Is that right?
1: Uh, That is true, uh, but we are finding that there are people who are realizing that they cannot continue to do what uh, they used to. And with the digital transformation that is happening in the industry, in other industries, and it is also catching up in printing, the need for automation, the need for data and analytics, data-driven management is increasing. And there are a few people who are adopting and uh, rapidly trying to catch up.
0: We had an interesting conversation the other day about zombie companies, the companies that are going to make it through this pandemic are not the ones that are saying, we're going to hold back and wait until everything blows over. It's the companies that are taking this time to reinvent themselves and take the new technologies and work them into their workflows now, while they still can, and they have this downtime, so that when the recovery really starts happening in earnest, they'll be ready to hit the ground running, right?
1: That's right. We, uh, that is something that we are hearing more and more. You know, you need to use this time and make sure that you come out at the other end stronger. And this is the time to get a good understanding of your labor needs, your uh, needs for business continuity and have those systems in place so that when things start to pick up, which already is in some parts, then you're ready for it and you're able to capitalize on the strategies that you have
0: implemented. How are people collecting all the data on their production floor at the moment? Is it still pen and paper?
1: Uh, Primarily, yes. We are seeing uh, there are people who are uh, mostly collecting data. If they do collect anything, they are collecting it on pen and paper. You'll be surprised to know how many people still Are not collecting any information because maybe they've tried it before, hasn't worked for them. Maybe they think it's too complex, or whatever may be the reason. And there are some others who are sort of trying to adopt to it and uh, trying to get some more automated systems in to collect information.
0: I think tradition plays a big role in that too. Obviously, the printing and the binding industry has a very rich, very deep history and traditions that go along with it. So a lot of people that grew up in the industry you know, they started working on the old, you know, windmill presses, and maybe they had a pen and paper there next to the machine, you know, writing down all of their jobs, what issues occurred, and then they would bring that into a ledger at the end of the day. And, you know, that's what they grew up with. That's what they know. So that's what they're implementing on their production floors. But right now we have the technology to move away from those sort of workflows. And I believe, let's say right now that a company decides, okay, we're going to use the pandemic, we're going to use this as an opportunity to try and modernize our data collection system. If you have that pen and paper, the operator, maybe he's tired at the end of the day, he forgets to input it into the Excel worksheet or into the database, or he forgot a pen that day. So he didn't even want to put anything into the book. I'm sure there are people listening right now who say, yeah, I've got a guy on my production floor. I've got an operator right now who says, I couldn't find a pencil, so I couldn't write anything down. We've all got those types of uh, people in our employee. So let's say one day that operator comes in and he sees a tablet next to his machine. It's an iPad or something there. And he goes, okay, what's this? How do I use it? Walk me through his day. How does his day change from that point on?
1: So uh, it's interesting to start from the operator's viewpoint because they are extremely essential in any data-driven initiative that a company takes because any productivity starts from ground up. It requires, you know, we were talking with another customer of ours, and they say that this is a system that helps them implement a cultural change from ground up. That's the only way a system like this would be sustainable and provide you continued benefits. So when we developed the Metrics Connect system, we thought of the operator first. What is it that they do now? And what are the tasks that are required off of them? Obviously, the production manager has a schedule that is set up. They are running around trying to ensure that they have all the job tickets ready, they have all the materials ready, production needs to start as soon as possible, and they have a target to meet. On top of that, if they have to collect data on pen and paper, That is always considered as an additional task. Coming back to the way we have tackled this problem, we have an iPad which is connected to the machine signals. So we are automatically collecting any data that is available to us from the machines and creating a visual log for the operators. Who doesn't know how to use an iPad? Everyone has a mobile phone. Most of the operators have one in their pocket. The training and the onboarding process is extremely simple. And uh, the way we have designed the user interface is that the operators have the flexibility to come back at a later point after they have taken care of the problems that are happening and then enter the data. However, the system has already logged a lot of information in real time for them. So you are getting the accuracy as well as the operator's interactivity, which is essential to know everything that needs to happen when the machine is running as well as when it is not.
0: That's one of the things that Spencer Metrics and Horzen have in common, I believe, is thinking about the operator first. When Horzen designs a machine, we make sure that we have our user interface as simple and as easy to understand. If you can use an iPhone, like you said, if you can play video games during your smoke break at work, then you can use (laughs) your data collection software. Is that correct? That's correct. We have our iPad right there on one of our machines. Is this connected only to finishing machines? Is this collecting only data from printing machines? What type of systems can you collect data from?
1: So, from day one, when we started the SpencerMetric system, uh, the idea was to be multi vendor because we have not seen any shop that has a machine only from one vendor type. And even if they have, a machine, you know, they are buying and running machines from one vendor, they have other technologies, they have finishing, they have mailing, they have many different types of devices running on the production floor. So from day one, our intent has been to support as many different vendors and uh, devices as we can and uh, i would say we are probably one of the most multi-vendor supportive system out there connecting with you know digital equipment from manufacturers like hewlett-packard and canon and Ricoh, xerox Konica Minolta, hp as well as some of the offset uh, machines like komori and such and uh, obviously now we are expanding into the finishing world we are working closely with horizon to support the uh, Smart Horizon devices and uh, various other makes and models of machines.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We we won't go into the other makes and models of machines in the finishing solution industry, but we're very <laughs> happy to be working closely with Spencer Metrics because you're right. It, it's just a fact that when you go visit a factory, it's not going to be a showroom of just one maker's equipment. They're going to be um, picking what works best for their setup, what type of jobs they need to do. So you're going to see a whole array of different machines there. And with Spencer Metrics, they're able to take the data from all of those machines Machines, be it a digital printer, be it an offset printer, be it a finishing device, hopefully a horizon finishing device, and they're able to take it all into one system and display that in an easy to understand feature. Is that correct? That's
1: right. I think the vendor-neutral type information that is provided through system, you're basically now looking at your entire operation through one lens. You're understanding there's standardized metrics. You're not left with trying to match apples to oranges because one machine reports certain data points one way versus the other one that reports it's a different way. So in this case, the system, the Connect system provides you a standardized way to look at production metrics across your entire production floor, across makes, models, and technology.
0: Let's go back to that operator. So He's got his tablet now, not only at his finishing solution, he's got one on his offset press, he's got one on the digital printer there. He's able to just input information into there with a the touch of a button. Nice, big, colorful buttons. What kind of data is he able to put in there that they can use later on when they're doing their analysis?
1: So the focus of the system is to highlight any downtime activity. You know, the system takes care of a lot of data logging. So we are already collecting the information such as when the machine is running, while it is running, what job it is running, the counts, if it was an inkjet press, we are collecting ink usage or media usage, all that information that is available to us is already collected. The only time the operator has to interact with the system, and remember that they can do it after the fact because the system logs all the start, stops, and durations automatically, they can come back and with the touch of a button, they can indicate, for example, an operational issue. For example, say the, uh, the skid is not available to load the paper or unload the paper from the device and they're waiting. The job is ready, the machine is ready, but they do not have this skid available or paper available to load or unload the uh, the output. So things such as those kind of things that we cannot know from the machine. The machine will never know why the, the machine is stopped and, and uh, the operator is not running. It just knows that it's idle. Those are the kind of information that we ask the operators to input so that we have a complete picture of what was going
0: on. I can see that really benefiting the operator. In the past, maybe his manager said, well, that's just because you weren't working hard enough or fast enough that the job didn't get done at that time. Now the operator can go back and you say, Well, as you can see, as I logged into our Spencer metric system, uh, that actually the skid was unavailable for me to continue the job to its completion. So we actually have an issue upstream that had nothing to do with me. So he's able to say, I'm doing my job. I can wipe my hands clean. We have a problem we need to fix in a different part of our workflow. That's right, and it's not even
1: it's not a problem with the machine. It's not a problem with the operator. It's a workflow issue, and this is actually a real-world example where we were actually uh, we happened to be on site training the operators, and they indicated that here we are sitting around two minutes here, five minutes there, waiting for the skid to be available, and everything is ready, but we cannot resume production. So we added a quick little button for them, and every time the skid wasn't available, they could categorize that time. Uh, into that category. And then when they went to analyze this information over a month, they are able to understand how long is it taking just because of the skid not being available, how long the downtime is there. And now they want to make sure that there is a spare skid at every machine so that they don't waste time or lose that valuable time.
0: Those two minutes, those five minutes, those three minutes when something is unavailable on the workroom floor, those add up at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month. By being able to log all of that information, they can take the steps necessary to resolve that issue and gain back that time.
1: Right. And it's, you know, and none of these become a political issue because now the data is speaking for itself. You have quantified metrics that log how many times and how long these things are happening. And then you can evaluate whether it is worthwhile taking a temporary uh, person and making sure that the skid is available at every press rather than losing that time in
0: production. So this system is not just gathering data about machine information, zeros and ones. It's actually taking in the interaction between the operator and the equipment itself. So it's collecting data that other types of systems are not even looking at right now.
1: Right. We we always talk about the interactivity between the machine, the operator and the workflow because none of them work By themselves, Uh, we have interactivity between all three. And only when you optimize all of these three will you get the best ROI from your investment.
0: So right now, the operator is having a great first day with his iPad next to his machine, because he no longer has to manually input any information onto a paper and pad. He's got all his records kept digitally. So now he's able to get home early to his kids. So he's happy. Now, the manager has all this data that the operator has helped him collect on the iPad, and he's seeing those two minutes, those four minutes, those five minutes every day that are being wasted, not necessarily because an operator is doing something wrong or there's something happening with the machine. They're seeing a workflow problem. And now they're going back and they're saying, "Okay, how can we adjust this? How can we schedule our jobs better so that we don't have idle times between? And one of the things that struck me is talking about those skids. Okay, we don't have the manpower necessarily to make this idle time shorter. But what if we use an automated guided vehicle, an AGV, or some sort of a smart system that can automatically go take that and bring it over to our next uh, step in the finishing process that will save us time and give us a faster output, higher production and increase our ROI. So it's really opening up the worlds for them to explore the type of smart factory solutions that are kind of a buzzword in the industry right now
1: especially now with the uh constraints on uh labor resources that are available with the pandemic going around i think more and more people would be looking into some uh, automated uh solutions whether it is to carry paper from one end to the other whether it is to collect data whether it is to analyze information or even upstream to make sure that everything is being imposed properly and jobs are going are being fed to the machines in a automated way without much Human interaction.
0: So it's really giving you a bird's eye view of everything and you can take those little pieces and figure out how to fit them together more efficiently, instead of just straight up machine data of we printed this many, we had this many good prints, this many bad prints, you're looking at it as a holistic system.
1: One of the key things over here is to understand the the time factor, the time management factor. Typically, we have seen that people are tracking clicks. They understand how many good prints we did, how many bad prints did, we did. But the question to ask in order to maximize your ROI would be, what is the capability of the machine and why we did not reach that? What is the gap? How do we fill it? What is preventing us from actually increasing our utilization? Those are the kind of things that the system like this, like Connect, would allow them to answer And actually take actionable steps to uh, get closer to the capability of the devices they've invested in.
0: With the information, with the data that you're gathering, are you able to break it up into operators as well? So operator A is, you know, working with this machine and performing this well. And same for operator B, operator C. How are you able, how deep are you able to go into your analysis?
1: Uh, Once we have the data, we can slice and dice it in many, many different ways. So you're going from machine to machine type uh, information, operator level information, shift performance information, job level information. You can drill down all the way to to the second by second activity that happened. However, you don't have to because the visualizations and the dashboards that are provided allow you to focus on visual cues that are being presented by the information so that you don't have to sit and crunch the numbers. It's all there and it becomes very obvious where unnecessary downtime is so that you can actually understand uh, what you need to do, whether it is expected or not. Some downtime is necessary, others are not. So how do you manage and highlight and focus on the ones that you need to?
0: This is where a podcast falls short sometimes because it is an audio medium. It's not a visual medium, but the dashboard feature that you have for your system is extremely to understand. We have one set up on our showroom right now and we have, I believe four or five different devices always displayed on a big monitor right there on our showroom floor. And we can watch in real time, the numbers move. We can see why a machine is stopped, how long it stopped for, not only, you know, for that hour, but, you know, for different periods throughout the day. So if you had this on your showroom floor, you could almost have a big screen, like a monitor in the sky type of system, displaying everything right there for the workers and the managers to see what's happening, right?
1: That's right. That's a very important part of our system, because we find that is something that the operators love because there's one thing to make it easy for them to collect data but providing some feedback on the performance during their shift whether it is their own performance it keeps them engaged with the system it keeps them gets them more involved with your productivity initiative and now they're able to see what is happening they're getting a feedback of the metrics and uh, they can see all the different machines uh, that are hap- that are running around them and how the other operators are doing. So it also sort of kicks gamification mentality, whether you're trying to compare yourself to someone else, which naturally everyone does. As humans, we are sort of tuned to do that. Or you can also compare to yourself, what was my previous best and what can I do to beat it? So talking about organically getting productivity improvement, we find just the loop of data collection and the dashboard will allow the productivity to increase on its own without having to go and talk to the operators because they are engaged in that loop of continuous improvement right at the shop floor itself.
0: It reminds me a lot of the fitness apps people use. I think Fitbit is one of them where you can have your friends on the app and see, okay, well, my friend Stacy just walked 5,000 steps a day. I'm going to go beat her. I'm going to do 5,500 steps and kind of win today. And it's that motivation that comes from just having that data right there in front of you and saying, I wonder how far I can uh, push myself, how far I can improve. I want to see that score go up. I think that's absolutely something that's innate in human nature.
1: That's right. And uh, that's why these dashboards are very important. And even for the managers to see, you know, and there's one thing to close the loop with the operator, but the managers now we are finding more and more uh, people are using the uh, the dashboard as a remote monitoring tool because they can't walk onto the shop floor, especially with the pandemic when you have restrictions on how many people should be there uh, on the on the production floor now. This allows you to remotely see what is going on without having to pick up your phone or shout out to the production room, hey, what's going on? You have this information available on your desktop, on your monitor, on your mobile phone or wherever, and you can see and stay connected to what's going on and only then interact with the production floor when it's needed, when you think, see things that are
0: going off track. As long as you have an internet, an internet connected device, you're able to see exactly what's happening in real time
1: that's right, and it uh, it goes. Uh, it is completely different from the way that uh, we have seen things happen. Where in a manual system, where information will be collected manually on pen and paper, someone will have to enter it in Excel spreadsheet, and then we have seen it may take two to three weeks for that information to be available to the managers, and it is not real time. By that time, the information is obsolete. You've already taken care of the problem and moved on, and you've had to fight fifteen other fires since since that issue happen. So this real-time nature allows people to be more proactive in the way they are able to manage their uh, their
0: operations. It's incredible that with this system, you're actually able to make the operator's life easier because you're making data collection and data input more simple for them. You're also allowing them to have evidence of why a machine was running idle at a given time. So they're not going to get yelled at by their managers. So they're happy. And then taking all of that data, which the operator is more than happy to give you, you're able to see how you can improve your workflow, how you can streamline and optimize everything on your production floor, which is going to then in turn lead to higher productivity, Increased return on investment and probably increased worker morale overall, right? Right,
1: and then there are so many people, so many steps involved in this process of you know uh, when you're manually collecting data. Uh, there's a there's there are a lot of resources involved in it, from going all the way from data collection all the way to analytics. You need to utilize you know there's labor shortage you know people. Uh, there's it's harder to get more and more qualified employees so this a system like this allows you to use your labor resources for more value added services rather than in tasks that can be automated there's no need to employ someone to collect data to analyze data to date to do data entry all these Task can be taken care of using automation, so that information is going right from the machine to the dashboard, already analyzed for you within seconds. So that your people, the people you're paying for, can actually be utilized for more value-added tasks to to do these things.
0: We can just say that Spencer Metrics is just there to make everybody's life easier, right? That's our goal. Make <laughs> it easy. Make it
1: easy for everyone to uh, continue their business as usual,
0: and uh, make improvements. So if people have any more questions about Spencer Metrics, where can they go? How can they reach out to you guys? Uh, They can reach out
1: uh, to us. We have a website. You can go to spencermetrics.com or uh, contact us via email or phone. Uh, Obviously, we are here to help and uh, understand what are their needs and uh, see if uh, we can help them in their uh, data-driven initiative.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you again, Vishal, for joining us on Horizon Radio. It's been a really informative, fascinating discussion.
1: Thank you very much, Colin.
0: There are no listener questions this week, but I'd like to remind everyone that you can contact your local Horizon dealer to receive the video links of the Horizon Smart Factory 2020 event. That's all for this episode. So stay happy, stay healthy, and of course, finishing first with Horizon.